1: Good afternoon. This is the Daily Digest on The Big Picture with me Tishao Ik and Lim Su And We've got a story for you today looking at um what's happening on the political front. So, over the weekend on the 9th of January, Dato Ahmad Jazlan Yako, Member of Parliament for Machang in Kelantan, announced that he was withdrawing support for Prime Minister Tansri Sri Yasin. Now, this leaves the PM with only the support of 110 MPs in Dewan Rakyat. Uh this is not a majority in Parliament, so does this mean that Tan Sri Muhyiddin
2: Yassin, will have to step down. That's what we'll be discussing today. Yes, and on social media, we're asking, you know, now that um, the, the Prime Minister, Tan Sri Yassin, has the support of 110 MPs, um, which like you said, Shahiq, is less than the required majority. What do you think should happen next? So your options are, one, call for GE, two, continue governing, um, three, appoint an interim PM, or four, you just have no idea what's happening anymore. <laughs> um, and you can join the conversation by tweeting us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 18
1: yes Yes, um, I know what I'm voting for
2: <laughs> but um,
1: as I said earlier on the 9th of January Dato' Ahmad Jazlan Yakub, Member of Parliament for Machang announced that he was withdrawing his support for PM Tan Sri At a surprise press conference Ahmad Jazlan said um, and I quote here just to be clear I announced my withdrawal <laughs> from supporting the Perikatan National Government led by Prime Minister Muhyiddin Yassin So this announcement came days after he had quit as chairman of the Malaysian Palm Oil Board. Once again, Twitter Jaya was rife with speculation because the, M- the Machung MP's withdrawal means that Perikatan kata National uh, coalition is only left with 110 lawmakers backing its administration. Mm,
2: and you know, just a quick reminder: um currently our parliament comprises of 220 members, and this is due to the unfortunate passing of Batusapi MP, uh, MP Dato Liu Vu Keong as well as Gerik MP Dato Hasbullah Osman. So this means that Prime Minister Tansrim Ruden Yassin only has the backing. Of exactly half of day one rakyat, right um, and that is insufficient to pl- to pass legislation without obtaining support from the opposition bench. Right. But what exactly does this mean? You know, does Prime Minister um, the Prime Minister have no choice but to step down as the Prime Minister? So we'll be discussing this um, in a little more detail with our guests um, just shortly later in the show. That's right. Uh, for now,
1: though, here's some more background information to add on to what Suen has mentioned. YB Ahmad Jazlan's decision comes days after a number of AMNO leaders indicated that the party is set to withdraw its support for Perikatan National in hopes of dissolving parliament and forcing a snap election. Despite not technically winning GE14, Amno actually still wields tremendous power in Dewan Rakyat because Perikatan National needs the support of the 38 Amno MPs mm. to remain in power.
2: Mm. And previously, you know, another Amno uh, MP, Tengku Razali Hamza, or more commonly known as Kuli, um, called the Perikatan National Government quote-unquote illegitimate. So he also refused to participate in the vote for Budget 2021. Um, and that passed last month with a rager-thin two-vote majority and Kuli was only, uh, was was one of the lawmakers, uh, many lawmakers who unsuccessfully tried to push for a vote of no-confidence motion against the Prime Minister.
1: Well, in fact, the PM has been walking on thin ice ever Mm. since taking office in February last year. So, despite coming together to topple the Pakatan Harapan government of the time, it was clear almost instantaneously that the three core parties of PN, which are Bersatu, Amno and PAS, aren't always on the same page, you know. Negotiations are constantly taking place. Political potshots are regularly fired
2: between the parties, mm. and, and you know, it's not just between the parties. Um, even within Amno itself, uh, for right. example, uh, there appear to be multiple factions. You know, each seemingly with different agendas. Um, Tan Sri Anwar Musa and amno MP who remained supportive of the PN administration claimed last week that Amno President Ahmad Zaid Hamidi had previously issued a letter stating support for opposition leader Anwar Ibrahim to become. Malaysia's next Prime Minister.
1: But things aren't smooth sailing exactly. Um, If you look at the opposition side of Mm. things as well, I mean, where is anything smooth sailing (laughs) right now? Nothing is in 2020. Or in 2021, (laughs) I guess. It looks like it, yeah. So... On the opposition front, instead of focusing on the people and policies, you know, what needs to be addressed right now as we are dealing with a pandemic, um, the opposition bloc is also going through a whole lot of political issues under the leadership of Anwar Ibrahim. They've been very focused on playing the numbers game, for instance, you know. For months and months, last year, the opposition talked about taking back Putrajaya and restoring the people's mandate. But not only did they fail to do so, but the opposition now seems more fractured than they've ever been. Been, um, many quarters are implicitly questioning if it's time for Anwar Ibrahim to step down as leader of Pakatan Harapan. So, politicking all over. Um, all,
2: there's no um, downtime for Malaysian politics, I think, not even in the midst of a pandemic. This is true. There's no downtime for anything, mm. right?
1: Because while we are trying to keep up with what's going on with all these um, who's on whose side, mm. um, we are also dealing with the anxieties of living with a pandemic and things are aren't getting better on that front. Um, how do you, and keep up with everything that's going on politically?
2: I mean, being in the media, we have no choice but to at least somewhat keep up with it, right? Even though we don't, we um, you know, we here don't always cover the political news um, as closely as some of the other shows do. But, you know, even just keeping up... Um, on a very broad basis, just understanding, you know, okay, this is happening, and that is happening, even then, I find that it gets um tiring, you know, I feel fatigued after a while, because the moment you figure out, okay, this is how things are, this is the different blocks that you have, one week later, it can all be turned upside down 180 <laughs> degrees, and then you just have to start all over again. And then um, like you say, we're, we're also dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, so you add on another layer of trying to figure out um, the changing COVID SOPs, you know, the, the numbers and the data that we get daily, whether it's safe to even go out or not. I think all of that can feel really overwhelming. Yeah,
1: and the the real, the very real impact of what's happening on the political front, it, it's not distant from how it affects um the way we deal with the pandemic, mm. um the policies. Um, We hope that um, political or the politicking isn't driving um, policies related to public health, but you know, for for those of us who are really just trying to keep up, um, our concerns are what are what's the really real impact of politicking um, on our ability to cope with the pandemic? Mm, you because know, because they're we, two very intertwined things. Absolutely, and we did see all of this begin. Uh, almost simultaneously as we were being hit with the pandemic last year. And what we want to know is, is there um, strong, concerted, united leadership to take us out of this pandemic? That's all we want right now. (laughs) But now everybody's talking about general election. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, from everything that we've heard from our public health experts, um, it's definitely a no on that front, I would think.
2: Yes I I mean I I'm definitely on the same side as you you know we've um oh no over our the, the shows we've done on health and living for example our experts have said that we're not ready to have a nationwide general election right a lot of them cite example the example of the Sabah state election and how you know we are seeing cases rising since then and hasn't gone down since so what would it look like if we were to have a general election mm-hmm. I think that's the fear because it could be a lot worse than what we're seeing right now mm-hmm. and right now we are already seeing a health care System on at the breaking point, right? So I think that's something that everyone wants to avoid.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, let us know what you think about um the current news related to Tan Sri Mohidin's um support in Parliament. We have a poll that's running on Twitter.
2: Yes. Yeah, so we're asking you, you know, what do you think should happen next? Now that Prime Minister Tan Sri Mohidin Yassin has the support of um about half of the MPs, which is hundred and ten. Um, your options are a call for GE, b continue governing. C, uh, appoint an interim PM of uh, D, you just have no idea what's happening anymore. You can take that poll on Twitter at BFM Radio. You can tweet us your thoughts or if you want to WhatsApp us any of your views as well, the number is 018-789-8899. Yeah. We'll go for a quick break now.
1: and we come back, we'll be speaking to Surendra Anand, a constitutional lawyer, to break down what this latest development means. Stay tuned to The Daily Digest, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to the Daily Digest with me, T. Shao Ik and Lim Suan. Before the break, we were discussing sort of the first part of uh, what we are discussing for today. Uh, Dato Ahmad Jazlan Yakob, uh, MP of Machang's, um, withdrawal of support for Prime Minister Tansri Mohidin Yassin. And, um, you know, we sort of set the context that his withdrawal means that Perikatan National is currently left with only 100 and 10 lawmakers backing its administration.
2: And on that note, you know, we had a poll running on Twitter asking what do you think should happen next in light of all these uh, um, developments um, right now. 45% of you says you have no idea anymore what's (laughs) happening, um, which I think a lot of us do resonate with. Yes. uh, 12% 12 percent of you says you know the current government should uh, continue gov- uh, governing 32 percent says appoint an interim pm and uh, the 11 percent of you say there is a need to call for a GE so you can keep taking that poll on Twitter at bfM radio if you have thoughts you'd like to share with us you can share them on Twitter Twitter as well, or you can whatsapp us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and you know given that the day one right yet currently comprises of two hundred and twenty members, it really uh, it would appear that the prime Minister does not command the majority of parliament so you know, what does this mean? Does it mean that the Prime Minister has to step down? So to join uh, joining us on the line right now to answer that very question is Surendra Anand, who's a constitutional lawyer. Welcome to the show, Surin Um, the general understanding is that a party or a coalition needs the support of at least one hundred and twelve out of two hundred and twenty two MPs in their one right yet to form the government. But right now, Tan Sri Mweden only has the backing of 110 MPs out of 220, which is less than a majority. Um, does this mean that the Prime Minister has to step down?
0: So if, if you look at the federal constitution, uh, especially Article 43, it's not the party or coalition that has to enjoy the confidence of the majority. It is the individual MP that has to enjoy the confidence of the majority ...in order to be appointed as a prime minister. So in this case, um, under Article 43.4, if the prime minister ceases to command that confidence... ...and unless at his request the king dissolves parliament, then he must uh, tender his resignation. So insofar as the constitution is concerned, if the sitting prime minister has lost his confidence... uh, ...it is a legal requirement for him, either number one... If he chooses to advise the king that Parliament be dissolved, or number two, if he does not choose to do so, or if the king refuses his request, then he must resign.
2: So, just to be clear, you think the prime minister is technically um, legally required to step down at this juncture?
0: Well, yes, I would think so. But I think the problem here is that how how would you determine if indeed, uh he only has one 110 MPs because the position previously last time was that you could only determine a no confidence or whether a prime minister has sufficient numbers through a vote in parliament, which is the most transparent and clear way to do it. But since the Perak MB fiasco, I think that was about over 10 years ago, if I'm not mistaken, you could do that through other means. So in that case, letters were sent to the, to the, to the king. Uh, to say that we're withdrawing support from the sitting Mantri besar. So in this case, there was a statement made, I think, by one of the AMNO MPs from, from Kedah. And whether those statements and other forms of statements outside the House, uh, whether you can then actually form a view that uh, the Prime Minister has lost confidence, that, that to me is where really the grey area would lie.
1: Right. Uh, and what about from an ethical or, or principle perspective, is resigning the right thing for the PM to do?
0: Well, I think... Resigning per se, maybe not necessarily. I think what he he should do is, I think he should see uh, the King and explain the scenario that he's in. Uh, And I think it's important that, as far as I know at least, there is no other MP that has come up and say, look, I I have the majority, or I think I can do a better job than the current Prime Minister in trying to get a majority. So I think from an ethical perspective, as a starting point, he should see the King and maybe do one or two things. Number one, he can say, look, I won 110. It's not a clear majority, but I'm one shot. Give me some time to, to, to talk and, and try and get that majority looking at the pandemic situation that we are in. So
1: when do you think the situation will no longer be in this grey area? How many more MPs can Tan Sri Muhyiddin afford to lose before the situation becomes you know non-debatable?
0: Well, I guess the legal number is, is the majority. And I suppose in this case, that would be um, well 111. Or more, and if he really doesn't have that number, uh, I don't see if there's anything wrong. It's looking at the situation that we are in, and also considering no one else has a majority, uh, for him to be given a bit of time to to try and get that number.
1: And what happens if the prime minister decides to resign? What will that trigger?
0: Okay, so assuming he resigns without requesting that parliament be dissolved, then the king will have to appoint a new prime minister. It's going to be a bit difficult because I, I from what I read, I, I don't think anyone else has a clear majority. So the king will then have to pick someone new who in his view can, will be able to get a majority.
2: So Suren, does any of this matter if the opposition bloc are not on the same page and an individual from the opposition does not command the majority either?
0: Well, I guess that's a a factor to consider. But look, at the end of the day, uh, it's not a case that 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 person must have a majority at the time of appointment because the constitution uses the word likely to command. So in this case, as I said, one way is to just give Mohidin a bit of time to get that number. And if he really can't, then the king, although cannot appoint someone who clearly has the confidence of the majority, can appoint someone to, to lead a minority government first and perhaps give that person a few months or a certain period of time to try and get that majority that he needs. So it's not a case where someone must come and say, I have more than 1-1-1. It could be the case where, let's say, someone from the opposition can come to the king and and convince him that, look, I might not have the majority the numbers now because of how things have panned out. But if you give me a bit of time, I will be able to get that majority down the road.
2: So is it possible for Prime Minister uh, Muhyiddin to dissolve parliament and call for elections?
0: Yes. So he has the option of making a request to the king and the king has the discretion to say no. So it's not a case that just because he wants it, uh, parliament will be dissolved and you will have elections. The, it, it's up to the king actually. The king has the, the choice, the final say, to say no, I'm not going to dissolve. I'm just going to try and appoint someone new who might think can be the prime minister uh, because of the pandemic? That, that's perfectly uh, open uh, for the king to do.
2: And what happens if Sri Moedian chooses to ignore the current predicament? You know, since there's no one on the opposition bench who can claim to have the numbers, is it just business as usual?
0: Yeah, so that's another quite a tricky area because, in, in the usual scenario, when you had this sort of, of thing happening, I think the most reason was the Musa Aman one, uh, but this was back in in May uh, after the general elections, where mm-hmm. he he ceased to have the confidence, but he refused to step down, and then what naturally happens is the next person who has the confidence will be appointed, and automatically uh, Musa was kicked out. But here, like like you pointed out, you you don't have a case where you have someone else who has the majority, so. In absence of the king calling for an audience and telling Muhyiddin, look, uh, I think based on on what has been said and put out there, I formed the view that you no longer have the majority of parliament. Uh, Arguably, Muhyiddin could stay on and try and get the numbers back. But I, I don't think he can do that for too long.
1: And uh, apart from an election, can major changes like the formation of a new government actually still take place now that the King has advised politicians against politicking and the important budget vote has also passed?
0: Yeah, so under the constitution, just to be clear, when the Prime Minister resigns, uh, he resigns with his entire cabinet. So it's not just him resigning, the entire government uh, or the cabinet would fall along with him and the new Prime Minister appoints a new cabinet. But looking at the current scenario, I think, look, um, I think many will agree that, that the best and most ideal way to, to resolve this is by way of a general election. But I think many would also agree that it's, it's the completely wrong time to have a general election, which is why I think that the best way to resolve this, looking at, at the simple fact that the budget was indeed passed, is either one to give the current Prime Minister a bit more time to get the majority he needs, owe to appoint someone else to lead a minority government because, you know, no one else has the majority and give that person a bit of time. And there are solutions like I've suggested that we can move forward without the need for an election because of the current pandemic.
1: Now, Surin, before we let you go, do you have some final thoughts you'd like to leave us with?
0: Well, I suppose one way to look at it, it's quite unfortunate. Um, that this power struggle among politicians has descended into this very low point, that it's still an ongoing thing despite how how serious the, the COVID pandemic is. And look, uh, as much as a general election might be democratically the most ideal solution, considering the pandemic, we can move forward uh, without the need for a general elections at least for the next two years. But in order for that to happen, uh, there has to be some level of maturity at the political level for them to come together and work together um, to get through this pandemic. And unfortunately, as of now, most of them are not displaying that sort of maturity. And I guess it's it's most probably for the racket and the people um, to push the MPs to to display or to put forward the kind of maturity that's needed to tackle the pandemic and not just look at their own personal power struggles and you know desperation to try and get into power. And, and I just hope that people will continue to urge and fight for that.
1: Thank you so much, Suran. That was Surendra Anand, constitution- constitutional lawyer, providing his insights on uh, whether Prime Minister Tan Sri Yassin has to step down now that seemingly only 110 out of 220 MPs in parliament are, are in support of the Perikatan National Government. And he was um, sort of laying out various scenarios and what's probably the most practical way to move forward right now.
2: Mm. And, and I think what stood out you know, the most about what Suran brought up is the fact that it's becoming increasingly more difficult to prove whether or not Tan Sri Muhyiddin has the numbers mm. um, even if he doesn't has, even if he doesn't have the numbers you know how do you prove that especially since the budget has passed and there isn't anyone from the opposition side that commands the majority as well and you know that's um, exactly what someone tweeted in to say um, you know how is it uh, Sangat Anas says that how is it known that he has 110 MPs supporting him that's so right. I think that's the question on a lot of our minds right now because um, like what we were talking about before the break you know we never know who is on whose side right yeah, it is a
1: very fluid situation and mm-hmm. as surin pointed out the real the only the, the most transparent way to get a sense of numbers is actually a parliamentary vote mm-hmm. uh, and I think a few people have tweeted in with those thoughts as well
2: yes so uh Sean thengarran for example um tweeted that uh, the prime minister uh, should call for an emergency parliament session to prove that he still has the majority in order to continue governing uh, and if he cannot then you know the current speaker Uh, should send a letter to the palace informing um, them of the current composition of parliament Mm. Um, you know and there's also um, Ed Saminathan who says that it's time we got used to the idea of a minority government considering the deep lines of divide and differences between our political parties and you know show the Prime Minister the door if he loses a confidence test or fails to pass bills in parliament Mm. Um, we have Asman Rox who says that does it matter anyway what happens you know we're we're already in quite a mess whichever (laughs) way this goes I know Um, but we also have another tw- Twitter, uh, and Maxima, who says that you know invoke a no confidence vote to assess the reality, and then we can proceed to the next stage. And I think that sort of just shows the 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 general i the, the feeling that people really don't know we don't know what yes. is happening. Yeah,
1: and um, you know the support of um, a prime minister's administration shouldn't come from ad hoc media reports. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that that's why we have an uh, a day one rakyat. Uh, and that's what they're there to do uh, and everything uh, that uh, di- drives the decision related to leadership should be discussed debated and decided upon in that august house mm, and, and that's
2: why we vote them in to do, to do that very job exactly within within those
1: halls is is where um, you know, shout it out as much as you need to. <laughs> um, you know, be civil, uh, while you're doing it, hopefully. But yeah, um, not. No, by releasing press statements um, that that's to me uh, how, how do we trust in these press statements which seem to be so
2: fluid and could
1: change at any time mm,
2: and even I think last time when there were um, you know news reports of MP signing um, these decla- uh, decla- statutory declarations. Statu- declaration yes and you, even then you know one day you hear this MP signing this and then another day you hear that it's a completely different story so it's really very fluid um, we have on uh, whatsapp a listener who's uh, who tweeted into to say, ask the Agong to appoint an interim PM mm-hmm. um, and, you know, see what happens then. And yeah. uh, Well, a lot of people are also sharing that thought on our Twitter poll where we asked you, what do you think should happen next now that the Prime Minister has a support of only 110 out of 220 MPs? Um, a majority of you says that uh, at 45% say you have no idea anymore what's happening. Um, 30... <laughs> That's the sentiment of the public right now. <laughs> yes, um, 32% says appoint an interim PM, 12% says continue governing, And 11% says call for GE. So I think even if this is just a, you know, a dipstick poll, but you can sense that people don't want GE because people are genuinely worried about what's happening with COVID-19. You know, there's people's lives and livelihoods at at stake. Yeah,
1: And, and, you know, we've shown that this current wave has shown us that we can't even keep numbers in control after a festive period. Mm. What more a nationwide general election, which is about moving huge numbers, Numbers of people and machinery, and we don't have the right procedures in place to allow for postal voting mm-hmm. and the, those kinds of uh, processes that um, other countries were able to do in order to carry out a safe general election. Mm-hmm. And um, we did an interesting public, um, we did an interesting uh, public health show on That's health right. and living a few months ago, looking at the viability of holding a general election <laughs> during this pandemic. Lots of interesting thoughts and. Opinions. Opinions were shared on that show, um, so look it up uh, on our podcast. Um, if you search for general election, it should, it should pop a-
2: up. It's with Prof. Awang B- uh, so you know, and definitely a lot of um, fiery comments in there as well. Mm. So it's something that you want to catch if you have the time to listen to a podcast today. Yes. Um. So tweet
1: us at BFM Radio, WhatsApp us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Keep those thoughts coming in. What do you think needs to happen next, or or just how are you feeling about this whole political situation? right now. You can also drop us a line on our Facebook page, BFM The Bigger Picture. Um, Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. Now, if you missed any part of the show, do look up the podcast on bfm.my slash Daily Digest. You can also use our BFM app. I'm sure you have that installed already or um, anywhere else you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple and Google. Coming up after the 3 o'clock news, we have Juliet Jacobs on Earth Matters uh, speaking to the folks from Zero Waste Malaysia about how to go zero waste at work. I think that's a nice refreshing topic um to start the or to continue the new year on. Um so Sue anne and I will be signing off uh from the Daily Digest now. We'll leave you with um the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. BFM eighty nine point nine.